Yo, 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 what's up you guys and welcome. I go by the name Arnold and you're listening to the Making Sense Podcast. Yo, you're listening to the Making Sense Podcast. I go by the name Arnold. So, subject of today will be the review of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, the Star Wars TV show. So, obviously, as always, if you haven't caught up to the show, the episode released, I believe, was just on Friday. So, that will obviously be a spoiler review. So, I will give, you know, plot element from, like, the two episodes. So, this was a long awaited like almost kind of we kind of bullied our way into getting this tv show and when i say we are talking about the star wars fan base that i will obviously include myself in this was something that we waited and we the audience was craving for a long time i was a little bit surprised because i i thought that in first like the first time we will most likely have a movie it kind of came in the form of a tv show and it's actually welcome because you know tv shows since it's only six episodes kind of gives you more time to go a little bit deeper on the characters and on the story and it kind of it's a better setting to tell way much more more detailed stuff about the show this show pretty much answers the question that we all have been wondering ever since revenge of the sith and the question is what happened to obi-wan between the time he fought anakin and the time we saw him in new hope so it's a spam or approximately like something like 10 plus years so that's pretty much what the show focuses on the effect of the purge the you know order 66 uh, killing all the jedi had on the remaining surviving jedi and what obi-wan state and mind like are at right so like i said we we kind of get to see a really broken version of obi-wan if i was to make like a comparison i feel like the best way to put it in some type of perspective is kind of he reminds me a lot of luke skywalker version that we saw on star wars the last jedi which is like a movie that i genuinely did not like i genuinely thought the movie was shit but just you know uh but yeah going back to what i was saying this is a completely different take on the character of obi-wan right and it set the stage for how the whole world like how the dynamic of the world is after all the jedi were pretty much killed nobody's really fighting you know obviously they don't really reference the rebels factions that are still fighting against the empire but yeah as of now as like you know what the show set the stage we only see obi-wan kind of being this like secluded and kind of really broken man and just him having to deal with all the trauma of losing not only his best friend but also his brother and you know his student right so it's it's like the show is like a sequel to a revenge of the sith and at the same time it's kind of a prequel for new hope you know and that's really interesting because that kind of time period although we kind of seen it in uh the super game uh star wars jedi the fallen order but we have never seen actually on tv what really happened during that time right so as far as obi-wan it is a really interesting and complex way to kind of reinvent the character like all the trait that made obi-wan really you know people love and i'm not even talking about the sir 
Alex Guinness version. I'm talking about the um, Ewan McGregor, like the first version from the first three movies, right? He was a really, you know, funny, hopeful and, uh, you know, kind and really empathetic version like of Obi-Wan. He was really young, but still like he was really representing the hope and just being a legit good guy. And now it's like almost like he gave up on all this thing that made him him, meaning he kind of gave up on being a Jedi, he doesn't really use the force, which is you know makes sense because he's being tracked by the Empire, they really want to kill him. So I think like if he uses the force of people seeing him kind of doing good deeds, like he won't be like undercover and that's his whole thing. But you know, like I said, he he's really a shadow of himself, right? He lost like the hope, the hope like the hope aspect of his like personality the compassion you see uh, another jedi comes and kind of reaches out for help and he's like nope there's no way and he like it is a really a really strange version of obi-wan and you can really see by like the dreams by the visions that you know the guilt of you know failing anakin it's still clearing you know waiting on him he has like so much remorse and they're kind of low-key eating him up because, like I said, he felt like the one, one of the one person that really counted the most for him. And he actually had to, you know, kill him. Although, you know, obviously Anakin's not dead. But yeah, still, you, he's, he felt and, you know, failure, it kind of has like such a huge and dark impact on him. That now you see Obi-Wan kind of like, it's almost like he's running away from any type of like, um, uh, uh, he uses exile as a way to punish himself. That's, that would be my way of putting it, right? Meaning the sa- in the same manner that you see Luke Skywalker in The the Last Jedi. Sorry, I keep referencing the movie, but I felt like the two characters are like, quite similar. But yeah, he uses that reason like to kind of shut himself from people and just being this really cold and sometimes, you know, lonely person, right? And he's low-key disgusted with himself, right? It's like... He can't really cope with what happened, so he just his like reflex is kind of to shut himself from everyone else and from the rest of the world and just to be in exile. And the funny thing is like all that darkness kind of gets abandoned once he see the young Princess Leia, right? Because that's the other I will assume main character that we'll see since Luke is not really the one that that, that will be the focus on the show. I feel like the focus of the show will probably be the dynamic between Obi Wan and princess leia right since obi-wan is being hunted and tracked and pretty much the whole galaxy is looking for him but he's still able to kind of just you know get out the exiles and just go back on like another mission and kind of trying to bring back this old version the hopeful version of him although it takes a lot of convincing to be honest like the first time i saw the parents like coming for him like coming to him for help I thought he was going to be, you know, and I just say yes, like Obi-Wan, right? But he was not trying to do that shit. Like, he was really not trying to help. He was, like I said, it's it's a really strange version. It's almost like, and kudos to Ewan McGregor, like, it's almost like he's playing a whole different character, right? It's like a weird hybrid between the Obi-Wan that we saw in the first, like, you know, the Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith, and the one from new hope right it's like a weird hybrid hybrid right and seeing princess leia i was actually quite surprised and that that was a welcome one seeing her like being really young and you know for someone so young the point 
of introducing her because I've, I've read many stuff about the show that they didn't want to make it too redundant when it comes to, you know, making comparison with the Mandalorian. But having her being so young yet being so wise, it's like you can see that from a young age, she's always kind of like all the qualities of a leader, you know, compassion, although you could see with the robots and also but still just being wise enough from like a really young age and kind of talking like an adult which is kind of weird sometimes but yeah she's like a really lovable and funny at times uh, uh and this is a great balance from like the really greedy and dark version of obi-wan so i'm i don't really know where the show will take her if she's most likely will be in the show for like the six episodes episodes and there's some stuff that don't really make sense meaning if she you know met obi-wan how come when she met him in new hope she don't remember maybe she loses her memory maybe obi-wan uses the force to kind of just you know make her f make her you know forget about him I, I don't really know because it has to make sense right like because they definitely met in new hope and she had no idea who the fuck he was so <laughs> there's got to be an explanation somewhere and me my theory is like you know at, at the end of the show we we'll probably do something with the force and just make her forget uh, about him but yeah like for a tv show for the first two episodes i would definitely say it was a really really great effort i genuinely like the antagonist i thought she was really interesting i do hope that will get more of her backstory because the the way they they phrase it like the inquisitors they're supposed to be like former jedis so it most likely she was like a youngling i don't really know what turned into the dark side a little bit like the game uh jedi fallen order but i feel like at some point we'll most likely get a, her backstory who she is why she turned to the dark side why she's so obsessed with um obi-wan we we know that you know she's the emissary for Darth Vader and she's still looking for Obi Wan because he you know he wants to get it back in blood like he he wants revenge right but still we haven't seen Darth Vader yet we just had a glimpse at the end of Episode Two but I'm genuinely curious about how the new you know uh, a duo how what will be the the reason if Darth Vader would be trying to you know capture leia which doesn't really make sense at least at the time because she's not a rebel and how like they they, they will be able to just you know for the fight to make sense because you know one of the reasons why they they sold the tv show was like you know we were bound to see another fight between anakin uh, slash darth vader and obi-wan so i just i'm really curious about how what will be the, the reason for them to go out there and have that new duel how obi-wan will be able to escape um if i don't know if, will he get injured will, yeah there's many questions that that need to be asked and hopefully the show will answer most of them and plus when it comes to the special effects for a tv show and for a star wars show they're just as great as like the mandalorian or even booba fett they're really well done. It, it actually, you, it, it doesn't really feel like a TV show. The one teeny tiny bit of criticism that I will have is like on Tatooine, I kind of feel like they shooting all the, all the Star Wars like movies, uh, all the Star Wars TV shows. It kind of feels like they shooting all of them in the same place. Meaning, you, you see the place where they're shooting in the Mandalorian, like the desert. You see in Boba Fett, it's the desert. And in, in, you know, Obi-Wan 
at least in the first episode, it's still like in the desert. So, you know, it kind of feels like it's the same place and the place kind of, it kind of feels like empty. Although there's people you see, you know, aliens and stuff, but in the place kind of feels empty. You feel like quite repetitive from the other show, but that will be like a really minor, like really small details as far as like in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I genuinely enjoyed the first, um, I have to say for the first two episodes, that's a really good effort. Uh, I genuinely like the dynamic, the new take on Obi-Wan, super interesting, the antagonist, really promising. We have yet to see Darth Vader, so, you know, we have that to look forward to. And the new take on Princess Leia is also really, uh, it's, it's fascinating to me to see how all the qualities that we see Leia having as a quote-unquote adult, that she already had those as a child. So, you know, that's a really... Th- cool thing to see so yeah that was pretty much my take on the first two episodes of obi-wan i hope you guys enjoy it as always if you like the podcast like subscribe and leave me a review on whatever medium you use to listen to the podcast i'm available on many medium actually spotify apple podcast deezer pandora you name it i'm pretty much on all of them so yeah support your boy and subscribe and like so yeah have fun guys Happy Monday, yeah, it is Monday, and yeah, peace. Well, that's pretty much it for today, folks. I hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode, at least as much as I did making it. Uh, if you haven't, please go and subscribe to the podcast. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podchaser, and I am also available on Deezer. If you haven't as well, guys, please go and subscribe to my Facebook page. It's called The Making Sense Podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Thank you guys so much for the support. Don't hesitate to leave me with this to review or comment. I would appreciate it a lot. And yeah.